All right. This is episode four of Comet Chat. I'm your host, Glennon McGee. I'm a nine-year comedian based in the Phoenix, Arizona area. I'm originally from Compton, California. And uh, this is my fourth cast. I'm getting kind of, sort of comfortable with it now. Um, If you want to listen to this podcast, you can catch it on here. Anchor, Spotify, Pocket Cast, Google Podcasts, Radio Public, and Breaker. Uh, Yeah, this is... A beautiful Sunday night. I usually uh, start off with something sports, but since today is the best sports day ever because the Cowboys didn't play, I I just think I will um, bypass that. Uh, lost a couple like friends this week, but it, I don't even know if they're like really my friends or they're just people that. I knew online and like around the comedy scene because I'm really starting to reevaluate what I consider a friend because in this day and age everybody is pretty much out for their own personal shit and they'll pretend to like you if you can uh provide a service or they can uh, get something out of you you know it's it's really hard to discover who's your real friends uh, these days because everything is so, um, self-centered, but, um, I'm not angry at these people that I, uh, I no longer communicate with. I just, uh, understand that I'm coming into the real acceptance of my own truth. And sometimes that causes the vibration between you and other people to change. So, uh, it, it ends relationships rather abruptly, and sometimes you don't really understand uh, why it happens, but, you know, you just have to uh, accept it and move forward. Um, yeah, I just, I just feel a lot of uh, tension and then a lot of fear from people because... We don't know what's going to happen in the country because they kind of got us hanging in the balance with uh, this coronavirus. And then we're transitioning into a new president and, you know, probably a whole nother uh, government structure. So everything is kind of dwindling and we really don't know whether we're coming or going. And I think that's the... uh, strategy of these government officials they want to have us uh, confused and worried and fearful and that lowers your vibration and in turn can make you sick or uh, cause you to have a stroke due to like stress and weaken your immune system because when your thoughts and your beliefs are like bad and fearful it's it weakens you it lowers you you become those things so i think that's the main strategy of of these uh people in power because they just want to keep us uh entertained or arguing with one another so 
it's just really it's really a cold game out here but i want to say to anybody who listens to this cast that i love you and that you're beautiful and you're worthy for anything that you desire are worthy of anything that you desire because you deserve it and don't let nobody tell you that you don't because no one is the master of your reality besides you and the creator so all else is irrelevant yeah it's it's been a great um it's been a great week i got to uh try out a new joke this week i won't tell the joke uh you have to catch me whenever um uh you can in arizona or wherever uh i was supposed to go to uh ohio this week but the kibosh had to get put on that and because covid is shutting down ohio as of wednesday and i did not want to um risk getting stuck in ohio just to do some uh, comedy shows uh that was kind of a tough uh, decision i came to because i did like buy a lot of stuff to prepare for the trip but i also understand that life happens and maybe i bought those things for some some other purpose but uh yeah it was just um just unfortunate and it kind of caused a rift between me and another comic. And um, I just had to cut them off because I felt like they were more about their own success, which is fine. But um, I'm really like success is what you make it. And if you believe you're successful, you can be successful just by paying your rent every day and staying out of jail and making sure you eat and your responsibilities are taken care of. You're a successful person if you do that. That's how, that's what I believe. But most people believe that they have to be on a main scale a success like a celebrity or or like somebody that's rich or you have to be well known for something in order to be successful and sometimes that blinds you to the reality of your existence and sometimes it makes you walk all over people kind of like uh michael jordan and kobe bryant and uh, myself to an extent i'm like captain cutoff i will cut people off really quickly because i understand my truth and uh, I'm not afraid to live in it and if someone's vibration does not match you have to uh, eliminate them not kill them just don't be around them anymore um, so yeah that was that was a real bummer that was some bad news this week for me but uh, I am happy that uh, I was in resonance with that Opportunity, and I was uh, actually looking forward to going. So I'm just happy that you know I'm safe, and I'm, if we if we do get locked down, I'll be in a a state that I know, and and a different and the racism I will be used to, and you know, because Ohio will probably have a different type of white person out there, because there's like different type of races of white people. 
which I won't get into because uh, white people may listen to this cast. But yeah, sometimes doors close so that bigger doors can open. So this was um, unfortunate, but I'm still happy, happy, happy. Um, yeah. I think that uh, we need to uh, get back to our spiritual base. I think we need to show love and start to look out for one another. I think it's too much competition uh, consciously and subconsciously. I think that we are uh, always... um, adversarial towards each other and for a place to be called I made this point before for a place to be called united it seems like the uh, main thing that is missing in in this country is, is unity it's like so easy to uh, cause a beef and cause an argument and lose people and so hard to to gain people and to uh get respect because everybody feels like they're entitled to respect without giving respect and that like brings me to one of my points of the show is like why do we demand things that we aren't willing to give ourselves like I see so many people they talk about they uh They're looking for a good relationship or they're looking for a decent partner. But when you look on their social media or you hear them talk, it's it's all about, you know, fuckery and doing uh, some backward shit. That's not going to attract that uh, good person that they say they want. And then we 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 laugh at the the dirt that we do to other people and we kind of you know, have pride in what we do. I'm a player. I got game. You know what I'm saying? Uh, you got you to gotta be about yours or, or you're going to be getting played like a sucker. It's like, I don't understand that that type of thinking. I don't understand what causes the fear inside of us that, that allows us to uh, believe that this is adequate behavior and that it will attract what we seeking, which is love. And that's, uh, for some reason, that's the most embarrassing thing for people to admit that they really need love or they really, really desire love because we don't need anything. It's just desires. And uh, for some reason, you get clowned a lot if you say you desire love or if you try to show love or you just say the word love a lot. Like, a lot of people get on uh, my case because I talk about love, like, on my podcast or uh, when I'm online, I talk about love and, like, I'm, I'm all peace and love. But in reality, if you see me outside and the situation sounds fishy, I'm going to be a straight shooter about it. I'm not going to uh, try to pretend like I'm some spiritual guru or put on some act for for other people because they they feel annoyed by 
my online presence. It's just that is my reality offline too. But that doesn't um, just because I love you as a being don't mean I ain't gonna tell you to shut the fuck up if you're on some bullshit or I ain't gonna tell you that your makeup look fucked if it if it really do because a lot of motherfuckers be out here putting on their own pity parties and shit and and then don't want to do nothing about what they feel sorry for about themselves and then blame other people for not wanting to sit there and listen or you know watch them act out like it's not it's not that person's fault that you want to allow yourself to get that emotionally weak that you got to uh put on these shows for people online cuz uh half the people on your online friends list they ain't your friends they really don't even care about you and you acting like that online ain't doing nothing but giving them ammunition to talk shit about you to somebody else who don't give a fuck about you but we so caught up on getting these reacts that ain't even real that we'll we'll lower ourselves We'll lower ourselves. We'll, people will be like, you see these posts that say uh, a certain amount of shares and I'll do something stupid like slap my baby. I wonder how many people actually do that shit. I know it may not be something that people honestly do, but just the suggestion is kind of asinine. But this is what we uh, we consider popular culture. But it just, I just don't understand why we uh, why we put on so many masks and that why we hide uh, what we desire from one another. Because we all act like we can do without each other, and we get these phones and these computers and these cars and all this. They'll they'll keep us happy without other people, but in all actuality, we only have these things for the attraction of other people. Because if we wasn't trying to have sex with each other, we wouldn't even care about what what our house looked like or what car we drive or what shirt or pants or shoes we have. We all buy and we buy all that stuff so that we can attract somebody who want to sleep with us or who want to spend most of their time with us so we won't be alone. But we try to hide this. We try to hide this through social media and in these fronts. Like, I don't need anybody. and I, I don't care. I got these followers. It's like, how many real conversations have you had with these so-called followers? Like, what do they do for you besides, like, click an icon on a phone screen uh, or, or a computer screen? I it, it really, the fact that we really trying to replace ourselves with this uh, computer socializing is sad. Like, it's people that actually uh, feel like better people because they get laugh reacts for talking about somebody else uh, subliminally. Especially comics who can't get a laugh in reality on a stage. 
They they feel like, well, I can drop these memes or I can go steal memes from other people and be the first one to drop it within my group of friends and I'll be funny. And, and to me, I don't really mean, mean to be a snob or like comedy or anything like that. I think meme comics, meme comics are uh, lazier than Zoom comics. Because at least Zoom comics are at least still trying to put together their own original ideas. Meme comics just steal other people's shit. That's just like a a person who don't write their own jokes. Somebody who go and watch a stand-up comedy special, write the jokes down, and then memorize them and pass them off as their own. That's the same thing as being a meme comic because... You didn't come up with those unless you are <laughs> coming up with your own uh, original memes because there are some meme comics on Facebook that are hilarious. Uh, shout out to Kurt Ryan. He's hilarious with the memes. But if you're not being original and you're just going around sharing shit because there's people out here that's sharing shit that's like six, seven years old trying to get reacts off of it. And, and and they think they think that it, it makes them somebody, and this is all because of the lack of ability to see what's beautiful about ourselves by ourselves. We we looking for other people to tell us, uh, man, you 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 got a tight shirt. Oh, I like them beats. Oh, man, you funny. Because we refusing to believe these things about ourselves. So it, it creates uh, uh, insecurity, a, a feeling of inferiority, and, and a social weakness. And that's why we have all this uh, overuses of um, over-the-counter drugs and pills and all this depression. It's because everybody trying to match their image to what they see on a social media site. And half the people on these sites ain't even living what they posting. Sometimes people post stuff that ain't even in their house. They just take a picture of it, post it on their page like it's theirs. Like I actually know people who have done this. Go over their homeboy house, he got the brand new PS5. They can't afford it, but they just fucking take a picture of the box and post the shit on their page like it's their PS5. And then niggas just clicking like and heart and care. And, and this dude is thinking that he making some type of social mark. When it's just really a, a deception. And I think that's why the uh, frequency of our reality is changing in the way that it is. With all this disease and social unrest and uh, racism and uh, classism and social separation and all this it's because of how we devalue ourselves because we are um, like I said before we are one thing we are one vessel created in love and beauty and, and everything but we don't see ourselves as that we see ourselves as individual pieces built to seek and destroy and one up and you know, have some type of superiority. Like, this isn't even our planet, and we spend most of our lives 
trying to scratch out some peace for ourselves, some piece of physical uh, remembrance for ourselves instead of just a, a peace of mind and, and uh, a piece of, uh, of of peace <laughs> if that makes sense um, everything's a, a, a force everybody is working towards some invisible goal that they didn't even give themselves. It's probably was given to them by somebody who ain't even in your life anymore. They probably could be dead. I we we are um it's, it was things like before I started meditating and and, and really uh, reevaluating myself as a person. I, I was still believing things that people that I haven't seen in 20 15 years have said to me. I'm still believing stuff that people who've messed around in, in the streets and died had said to me. And like these beliefs were really buried deep down in the core of me as the ambulance passed by in the street. <laughs> um, yeah, it just and it was it led to me being unhappy and me like sabotaging myself, me becoming like way more into uh, alcohol and, and weed than, than I should should have been. I'm not too much into alcohol like that anymore, but I am a Puff the Magic Dragon, especially since this uh, uh, quarantine, this pandemic. It's been more like gram-demic for me because I've been going nuts, but it's not all bad because I'm happy and, you know, I love myself and uh, I don't feel victim to my own perceived dooms that I make up in my imagination. It just, and I feel like we do a lot of that too as Americans. We just kind of paint pictures of, of, of darkness and then we don't, we don't paint a picture of a way out of that darkness. We just increase the darkness and amplify how bad things are getting and we never think about how we can make things better or if we do think about how we can make things better we think it'll take too much work so we just continue to focus on the bad and and try to bring other people into our fearful dreams that we make while we're awake Uh, it's a conscious dreaming that we speak and then once we speak these things into existence, we get afraid when, when they come towards us. Like, it, you've been speaking about this and laughing about it and joking about it like it could not be a real thing. But then when it makes itself evident, fear. But when somebody tells, uh, tells you not to speak in such a tone, it's like, oh, man, shut up, man. You're just paranoid. It ain't going to never happen. This is America. This is the greatest country in the world. It's like, no. All things come to an end. Especially great nations that were ran by a white people, such as Rome and America. So now we're in the midst of a, a transition and everybody's hanging in the balance and nobody knows what to do. 
So now we're all scared and then living in fear and looking for somebody to blame. When the real answer is just love people. Send out positive energy. Try not to beef with people. Try to be supportive when you can. They don't always mean money or getting out and going to somebody's show or something. Just, you know, ask them how they're doing. And when they tell you, say, oh, that's good. Or if they're going through some problems, give an empathetic ear instead of judgment. But I know I did a lot of talking about non-comic stuff. Because I really uh, don't want to seem like a a guru of comedy. I don't want to talk your head off about stand-up. Because I've only been doing it for nine years. And I'm still learning as much as I can. And I'm still not a finished product as far as being a comedian. But my advice for this episode is to do small rooms. Because I know a lot of comedians like to have their, their ego... Uh, boosted by doing like 200 seat rooms filled with like 75 people because you know the the response is amazing and then there's a higher chance of a response but when you do smaller rooms and you if you can get a little bit of that response in a smaller room then it's going to be amplified when you when you're in a bigger room like I used to do uh, dive bars, just I still do dive bars, but they were like really, like rundown bars that had like maybe ten regular people that would come, and sometimes it would be like the bartender and maybe three people, and if you can get them to look at you or or at least laugh at one of your jokes, then you know that that joke had legs, or at least your material could grab an audience's attention but I, after so much of doing that I was noticing that when I would get on a book show or if I would do like a new faces up at stand up live or something I, I, the response that I would get would be like like crazy I would I would feel like I'd grown so much at, uh, after those performances because of the response I got but I understood that it was because I, I was challenging myself by doing rooms with not a lot of people because they're already there and they're not really there for you. So that adds the the challenge is they don't want to hear you. So if you can uh, get them to listen to you, that's one victory. If you can get them to laugh, that's two victories. If you can get them to laugh and then come up to you and say it was awesome, that's three victories. So, I mean, I I just think that it was it's a greater a great training exercise to do like a small room, if it, from time to time you don't have to do them a lot. But I I just prefer to do a lot of small rooms because you learn so much, and if you bomb it, it don't really mean anything because the room was small. And also, as I close this episode I want to say you have to lower yourself to your audience and I think these were two points that I made in the first podcast but just to reiterate you gotta lower yourself to your audience Uh, some comics 
they be so uh, prideful and so in their self-centeredness that they uh, come off as smug and it comes off like they, they don't need the audience to laugh. And if you put off that type of energy, then the audience is going to feel like, why should they laugh at you? So as a comic, even though you may be smart and you may have a, a high intellect, you may you don't want to appear that way to the audience. You kind of want to appear like the guy that everybody's glad they are not or the girl that everybody's glad they are not because you're the the ass of most of the things that you're talking about. So um, lower yourself to your audience. You don't want to seem too big and you don't want to be too rehearsed because then you sound like a robot and then it'll come off uh, scripted and then the audience will feel like you're trying to make them laugh instead of you just being funny enough to naturally cause it to happen. So uh, this has been the fourth episode of Comic Chat. I'm Glendon McGee, your host. Uh, I'll do some mics this week. I, I, I would list all the mics I'm going to do this week, but I'm not really sure what my, my week is looking like. But thank you, everyone, for watching. Or watching. Why do I always say that? Oh, because I'm always used to being in front of a f- camera on Instagram. So I say, like, watching. But I, I want to thank everybody for listening. And uh, <clears throat> this will be a weekly podcast. You can catch it on Anchor, Spotify, Pocket Cast, Google Podcasts, Radio Public, and Breaker. I am Glendon McGee, your host. This has been Comic Chat. Spread peace, love, and harmony. And it will come back to you tenfold. Have a wonderful week. Goodbye.